Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. It's Emily Kylo here, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. I say this, but I'll say it again. I love each and every one of you. And if you get any value at all from my podcast, which I hope you do, um, please, please share and post about it on social so that more people can get involved in the action. I hope everyone has enjoyed their week so far. I wanted to share that I had the most fabulous day last week. I went and got my hair done. Shout out to Leo from Style Lab. He's always just the best and fresh highlights. Like, can you beat it? Can you beat it? Tell me. What's the better feeling? That's one of the top ones. And then I had a really fabulous lunch at Hawksworth, which I think I had one of the best desserts there that I've ever had. It was this caramel creme de peau, and it was like, oh, peau de creme, peau de creme. It was so good. I can't even, I can't even really explain it, but just like the best texture, the most like intense caramel flavor in the best way. Anyway, strongly recommend check it out. (laughs) And then after that, I went and had um, microneedling done by Suka at AccuPoint. And microneedling is such an amazing um, tool. I'm trying to stay away. Well, I am. I'm staying away from any type of like injections and not throwing shade on that. It's just not right for me at this time. So I'm really going and looking for more natural treatment options that can get a lot of like amazing brightness in my skin and help with like microneedling helps with collagen production and cell turnover and just yeah so many amazing benefits and if you have any questions about it please let me know I'm always here to chat all things beauty <laughs> and I wanted to also make sure you know and reminding you to check out my free training which is happening today so if you're listening on Tuesday It's Tuesday, August 25th at 5 p.m. PST. And so make sure you sign up at bit.ly slash free dash confidence dash training. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. So make sure you sign up um, because then if you want the replay, I'll be sending that out after. So if you cannot make it, no worries. Just um, sign up and I'll be sending that out after. Okay, so for this episode, we are joined by Elizabeth Amato, and she is the founder of the Glow Up Effect podcast. We had such an amazing conversation, and she is someone that I um, I met a few months ago, I think, I can't really remember, but we just chatted last week to kind of get an idea of like what we're going to talk about, and we just clicked right away. We have a lot in common. She's Anyway, she's super cool. You're going to love her. So in our episode, we talk about her journey into motherhood and being a younger mama. So she, um, her son was born when she was 22. So it's really interesting to have that different perspective. We chat why it's so important to put yourself first 
and how she's staying true to her identity as Elizabeth versus Elizabeth the mom. And we also chat what she would do differently if she was to do it again and, you know, that advice she'd tell her younger mama self. And uh, we talk about her amazing podcast and really the why behind it, which is really inspiring. So I hope you love this episode as much as I do. It was so nice to chat to her and make sure you all follow along with her. So let's get to it. Here's episode 36 with Elizabeth from The Glow Up Effect. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Same. We met, was it a week ago? Yeah, or so. About, yeah, and we just, we clicked right away. So I was so pumped to be able to interview you. And we have the same favorite color. Oh, yes, we do, girl. (laughs) Yeah, we have lots in common. So yeah, it was great to get the chance to meet you. And this is kind of one of the benefits of the fact that the podcasting world is in COVID times because, you know, you branch out. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get right into the mom fashions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so what's the best part of being a mom? Yeah, um, I would say it's just like watching my son grow. So my son's about to turn five in like 10 days or nine days. Like I'm having a lot of feelings, but just watching him grow um, and learning to like love him in new ways because as they grow, they just develop so much more personality and like things they love and things they don't. Um, and have you ever seen that meme that's like an otter and it's like, I made this? <laughs> yeah, it's so like all the time. <laughs> like, so I, I did it. That's part, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And what is, so flip the switch, what's the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? Yeah, for me, it's been like learning to understand like when children know how like they can push you to the limit. So learning where it's like, whoa, 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 like you're manipulating like the ish out of me right now. (laughs) Um, And and then also, and then my song's like really strong willed. So I'm like, man, just like, give me a break. But also um, for me, the hardest part was like sleep training and then like kind of feeding like learning to offer him more and I always say like when I have another child like these are two things I am not budging on like sleep training and like you're gonna eat broccoli like as soon as you can because with my son I was always like well like you don't have to eat everything we eat like here's like he loved rice or he loved certain things so now like my son's on a carb diet like pasta (laughs) rice bread pasta rice bread like just madness so those are two things that I have found challenging amongst just dealing with (laughs) strong-willed children (laughs) and it's interesting because you know you need those strong-willed people in the world but Mm -hmm. I think when you're parenting them it's a whole different it's a whole different challenge. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> like, it's good. Yeah. It's good that he knows. Like, what, in. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. He knows what he does and doesn't want. That's a really mm-hmm. big deal. Cause it sounds so simple, but it's not always <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as a parent. It's challenging. <laughs> For sure. What is your daily ritual right now? Yeah. Um, so like, I don't really have one, but when I was reflecting, <laughs> <laughs> I was like coffee, like, 
making my coffee like that is something that like day in day out goes down so I start my morning with my cup of coffee I've actually gotten into like making reels about it on Instagram so I'm just I call myself like a coffee snob like I love coffee like and I don't like crappy coffee even though I'll still drink it but yeah, so I make my cup of coffee and it, when I don't have it, which sometimes happens like on weekends, if it's like a really hectic weekend or like I was hungover, <laughs> the coffee, I'm um, like, I definitely notice it. I'm like, oh, I missed out on my coffee. So that's like one thing that's just like non-negotiable for me. Yeah. You make sure you take that time to have your nice coffee in the morning. Love yeah. It. Sometimes, you know, if you, if you set enough intention around it, like it's, it brings a lot of peace, like having coffee, like nice and quiet versus like making your coffee to go in the to go mug and like darting out the door. Um, so yeah, it can be bring a little peace and joy as well. Absolutely. And what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Yeah. Uh, I, I decided that I'm most grateful right now for my health and for laughter like laughing is so great <laughs> best medicine it's true it's just so great um and i'm grateful to have people to do it with yes those are the best the friends that just make you have like the belly laughs and then you just go back and forth laughing so hard it's great yeah <laughs> like it's it's indescribable like i love it i love laughing same and i feel like it takes years off your life i swear to you yeah probably <laughs> oh, calories like very <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say now this is always like a bit of a deep question but what is your why for your life so what gets you up in the morning you know why do you create the things you do yeah what's your why yeah this is a deep question um <laughs> I would say like I'm working every day to discover like my all capital letters why, right? Like the massive why. Um, but I'm like certainly striving to, you know, be an example for my son um, and be a good role model. And my one thing I really am like harboring on is finding a job that makes me happy because, and we might talk about this later or might not, but you know, ever I had my son like, very shortly after college so ever since like getting into the workforce um I just feel like I've always been in a job where I'm like miserable where like it just like hurts to think about it and it's just like every two to three years I'm like dang like I hate this like I'm so miserable um but I know that I need to put food on the table because I have my small child so mm -hmm. it's like kind of like this like wishy-washy like feeling um but ultimately, like, you know, I know I want to build a business and something that I'll be proud of and that he can be proud of and that brings me ultimate joy. So that's kind of like my why. I would say right now I am in the Lego, Lego stacking stage of my why, which will be ultimate like a castle, like a Lego castle. I love it. I'll come to your castle. Is it pink? I hope so. It is. It will be. <laughs> In your vision, is it pink? Well, I had a very similar experience, though I was doing it. No, I pretty much since. So I, I was doing the same type of thing from the time I graduated university, mm -hmm. as you're explaining. So I had a very similar yeah. experience, but not with the added um, challenge of having a child. So I can really empathize with how that would be very difficult because mm -hmm. I found it hard as a 21 year old till now I'm I just turned 33 um 
So up until about a year ago, I had the same type of experience. I and I, ha I had some good roles and some very good managers, but every year or two, it was for me, it was actually right around, I think I had a pattern of two years and three months. It was something like that. Yeah. I was like, get me out of here. This Why is it the two year mark? I don't know, but I think here's the thing. I think you can kind of mask certain things for a little bit of time and you can convince sure. yourself that this is good enough. Mm -hmm. And I just won't stand for good enough anymore. And that's why, that's why I started my own businesses. And that's why in my coaching business, that's what I help other women with. Mm -hmm. And I don't think good enough is where we want to stay. <laughs> yeah. We don't need that in our lives, do we? <laughs> no, like save me today. <laughs> <laughs> so something I was really curious to ask you about, and I've been really wanting someone on my show who kind of could explain this experience from, you know, from their experience, um, is being a bit of a younger mama. So mm -hmm. you had your son when you were, was it 22? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like forgetting. I was like, how old was I? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, so I was 22. And then my son were like, um, I had, I had him and then I turned 23. So like, we're like two weeks apart, like, apart like birthdays. Um, so he's August 30th and I'm September 21st. So for a second, I always like forget sometimes because like my birthday <laughs> came up so fast and I was like, I'm 23 now. Like, oh, my mom. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. And like, who even knows their own name during those first few months? Of yeah. I didn't. I was like, what has <laughs> happened? Getting yeah. out of this nightmare. Um, <laughs> but I'd love to hear your experience with becoming a mom at 22, almost 23. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I said, a I had gotten pregnant very shortly after um, graduating college. So I graduated college at 22 and then I did a little traveling and then I got my first job that I said I was so miserable at. <laughs> and then initially, like, you know, when you graduate college, you're like, so like wide eyed and bushy tailed. I wanted to move to New York city, which <laughs> is like every girl's dream. Right? <laughs> like, I wanted to move to the city and like pursue media. And like, I was really into like radio um, and media and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to go and like work for like top radio personality. I'm going to work my way up. Like all these dreams, like going to become this huge fashion influencer in NYC. <laughs> um, and then shortly that fall, I got pregnant. And so very unexpected, which is like the big shock, um, syndrome. I, it was challenging because I felt like I was going to be really judged for it. Like, wow, Elizabeth, like just got out of college, like get it together. Like you don't even have a career yet. Right. Um, and, uh, the job I had taken, I, it wasn't the greatest. It was like something I just found and, but it was for a company that had like a reputable name. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to grind and I'm going to work my way up. And then you get there. And what I've learned throughout my adult life now is that, you know, you can go work for these places that like have these amazing sticker names, you know, like, or I've worked for like a lot of top universities. And everything looks like all pristine and beautiful on the outside, but like it's a shit show in there, okay? So I went to, <laughs> I went to go some real, real, real here. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes it's um, you can go work for a smaller company and understand that like no one knows who they are, but like they have their stuff together and it's more pleasant because the vibes were all off in that place. So I get pregnant and I'm, now I felt stuck. Right. So here I am feeling judged. I feel stuck in a job that's paying me very little money. And um, 
a, to throw a wrench in the situation, not to tire out the story, me and my partner <laughs> had only been together for like four or five months. So we were just really getting to know each other in terms of being in a relationship. We had known each other for quite some time, but in terms of being in the relationship and committed to each other, we were really new at this. And he's a little younger than me, so he was like 20 years old. So here we are, like just scared shitless. <laughs> um, and I knew that I had some hard choices to make, so I knew I had to put all my dreams, moving New York City and everything, like back burner, like rest in peace, like it's over. <laughs> um, and just kind of trying to figure out what's next. So knowing that, okay, I'm gonna, stay at this job for now and then pivot once my son is here and you know figuring out housing arrangements and how to save money and like all these things that come with like a baby which is a big money sign um and just yeah finding ways that were comfortable to tell my friends who were out living their lives why I didn't want to go to like happy hour with them and having conversations like that I didn't tell my mom until I was like almost four months and I was living with her and like everyone just knew something was up, but it was challenging. Um, but I think it was also a really good learning experience because it, it showed me like people go through like stuff like this unexpected pregnancy all the time. And, you know, I'm not the first 22 year old mom and I'm not the last one, you know, and then on top of that, uh, outside of my age, like it was like having a baby out of wedlock, like, it was just, I felt so much pressure and like doing things, I'm using air quotes here, wrong. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a kind of dark time for me, but there was light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, that's my story on that. <laughs> <laughs> but there was light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, because it's so scary. Like I was so devastated because like, that's never where I thought I would be. Like, mm -hmm. shoot, like I'm having a baby. I have to yeah, and this is so for it. <laughs> Yeah, and this is not a, um, it's just not typically something that someone plans at 22. Yeah. And it sounds like you weren't necessarily planning on that at that time. Yeah. So it kind of like hits you like a ton of bricks. And it's mm -hmm. interesting because we didn't plan um, our baby either. We knew we wanted to have kids together, but we didn't plan it. And so I can totally empathize again with that where it was like, I just, I wasn't even sure how to tell people because I wasn't sure how I fully felt, if I'm being honest, right? Like yeah. I knew I wanted to have kids with my partner, but I just, there was a piece of me that was like, I was happy, but I was also like, shit, what's this going to look like now? Because <laughs> of course it turns your whole world upside down. So it's, yeah. I can't even imagine though thinking, I mean, me at 22, it was somewhat of a disaster. I joke that I find most people are assholes until over the age of like 26, 27. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be a bit of a, you might've been an exception. You seem like it. <laughs> I think I would've made the cut. <laughs> but I love that you said um, you didn't know how to feel about it because I really like that clicked for me because I didn't know how to feel about it. Everyone, when you're pregnant, is like, oh my God, are you so happy? Are you so excited? And I'd be like, no, I'm mortified and I really don't want to go through with this, but like, it is what it is. I've made my choices and like, I love babies and I always knew I'd be a good mom. Um, but it was just like, I was not ready. I was like freaking out and like all the follow-up questions like, Oh, like, what are you having? And what does the dad do? And what is your, where do you guys meet? And like, I just, all these questions that were follow-ups that I just didn't want to talk about. Um, yeah. And you just like, 
this subsided joy is not always this joy that is like in movies. <laughs> no, totally. And there's just so much that goes along with like a woman at any age becoming pregnant, whether they plan it, whether they don't, you just, there's so many unknowns. And it's, here's the mm -hmm. thing too. It's never the way you picture it. So even for people, for families who, you know, they know they really want to have kids and they've like decided when they're get pregnant, then they all of a sudden have trouble conceiving or, you know, like it's never as you plan it. And yeah, I, think, sure. I think what you said is important. It's like, we have this certain picture of how it's meant to go. And for me, I, I was deeply tied to the idea of like, oh, for sure, like be married. And I'm still not married, by the way. Um, I'll for, I'll for sure be married before I have kids. Like I still have this ingrained, even mm -hmm. though people, I hope you guys know that it's not actually the marriage that makes it so you can have a baby. It's like the sex. Just mm -hmm. put that out there. But I think for me, it was still quite ingrained that that's like the mm -hmm. quote, air quotes again, guys, natural order of things, which I think is just total bullshit because what yeah, is that's what we're taught. And like, yeah what is is promoted i will say i guess in society you know you definitely want to like do the all the steps like get married and this and that and happy and buy a house totally and i think something else that resonated with me that you said is i definitely had again in my head this idea that i would be a certain place in my career so i can mm -hmm. totally respect that you were kind of like shit like i just started my career right because yeah. for me i i, I don't know i I'll just share. I had it in my head. I was like, I need to be director level before I like mm -hmm. have kids. And again, guys, this is, you do not need that. That's not, not going to really help or not necessarily. Right. <laughs> it's like, you just, we're all kind of back to square one when the kid yeah, comes. So. Roll with the punches. Absolutely. So something I know that you're passionate about and I am as well is making sure that you as a mama put yourself first. Mm -hmm. So I talk about it all the time. You still got to make yourself number one. And so if you could share a bit about why you think that's important and what you do to make sure you stay number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is so crucial, but I feel like I kind of suck at it and I'm working on it and I'm getting better. Um, and that might come with now, like my kid can like be self-sufficient <laughs> because like, there's like levels to like things you can like make your kid do by himself. So like, I'm trying to like go brush your own teeth, Ellie. I'm like, go. <laughs> um, but I've always struggled with this because I feel I have always wanted and felt that in my home, like I need to put everyone else before me. And in my home, it's just me and my partner and my son. So I'm like, oh, well, I need to cook for them. You do this. And then by the time I'm done cooking dinner and feeding and cleaning, I don't want to go to the gym. You know, like going to the gym has always been like one form of self-care for me. Um, because hello, baby weight. Like that's a whole other segment. Like my journey with that has been eternal. Um, but I think that it's important because, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and I'm, I'm sure other people have come on your show and said that. <laughs> um, but when you are, are not functioning to your top capacity, no one else, everyone else is kind of going to follow that like off track vibe. Um, especially kids, like they feed off of like, if you're cranky, like they're going to be even crankier. If you are, you know, disgruntled and just like 
a hot mess express, like they might feel like unstable or something. So I try to be mindful of that. Um, and what I've noticed is that self-care and like putting um, himself first comes so natural to my partner. So like he wow. will not miss a beat on his gym days. Okay. Like it just, rolls out of bed can like go has no worries in the world like just like even as simple as like putting lotion on after like showering like girl i'd be skipping that all the time i'm like i don't have time like top knot like put on the pajama like all right what's next like i don't have time to do like my skin seven step skin routine and like lotioning my legs and like all these i have like firming lotions and this and that like, i don't have the time but it's because I realized I'm not making the you time. You don't make my it. partner is making the time. Like, I introduced him to coconut oil, and, like, this man is glistening because he's, like, <laughs> moisturizing his skin with coconut oil. Like, he decided to do curls in his hair. He is, like, locking in the moisture in his curls. And I'm, like, over here looking like a mad woman. So I've tried to also learn from his, his example almost. Like, he doesn't skimp out on... Um, putting himself first and not in a selfish way. I'm not saying, you know, that this is a negative thing, but it's like, it's interesting to watch how like these are steps in his day that he does not skip. So like post shower moisturizing and, you know, pampering is like a must and it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's going down. Um, so really just like observing and being conscious. Uh, and like I said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I just fill, fill her up. Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because I think um, with my partner as well, he just, again, not in a selfish way, but it's like, I feel like he just takes his time with everything. Whereas I'm like rushing around like a mad person sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, in the similar vein, I'm trying to take a page from his book of like, okay, I'll give you an example. If he goes to have a shower in the morning, it's going to be fucking 45 minutes like yes. it's it's so long I go to have a shower and I have like all this hair and this and I'm so conscious of like oh like I don't you know I don't want to not make him watch his kid but you know what I mean I don't want to leave him too long like I better rush my shower and then you end up like resenting them because they take longer showers than you and now mm -hmm. I'm trying to put this back in my head that like take the longer shower girl and don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> I feel that I'm like, I'm locking the door. It's a long shower day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is both of our homeworks just to take um, yeah. a bit of a page out of our partner's books mm -hmm. and you're going to take your time for the gym when you, when you want it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take my long ass showers and not worry. <laughs> yeah. Like, bye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> like an hour later, I'll step out all glistening in coconut oil. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's, why do I skip it? Why? He does it. Yeah. Okay. We've learned. We're learning, right? So on a similar kind of vein, how, and it, I mean, this is even more of a strong question for you who had kind of gone through young adulthood, which is such a huge time of growth and change mm -hmm. in your life. How have you stayed true to your identity as Elizabeth versus mm -hmm. Elizabeth, the mom? Of your son yeah like this was actually really challenging for me because well into like maybe like nine months or like a year into motherhood like I came to the realization like I wasn't the same like the old me anymore 
Um, and I remember like kind of having conversations with my partner. He's like, well, like, you don't like to do this anymore. I used to like doing this. When you come around, like my friends, like you just are always tired. You're always tired. I had severe, like some sort of postpartum, like fatigue. It was chronic fatigue. Like it was to the point, like I was going to my car during lunch breaks to take a nap because I was just exhausted. Did you get your iron tested? I got it a few times and I'm always on the cusp. Yeah. Okay. So just fun fact, I am not a doctor, but Mm -hmm. I, um, interview a lot of naturopaths on my show only two so far, but like, I love my naturopath and they kind of explained, and I'm sure it's similar in your system, but when you go to a doctor, they do have a, a specific range. Mm. And what's frustrating is the range that typically the doctors will have like the kind of what do you call it like a mainstream medical doctor Mm -hmm. you'll still get symptoms outside of that super low range like a lot of symptoms so my naturopath was saying he finds it kind of frustrating because these women especially women like us who have been postpartum will often have quite low iron but just because it's not so low that like you can't stand sometimes you're not getting like the right treatment I was like wow Mm. mind blown but yeah, anyway, it's a major one. And I like to bring it up because I think some women don't even know to test it. So at least you got to test it. Yeah, I mean, because I went to the to the clinic. I was like, dude, like, I'm falling apart. Like, and I get it. Like, everyone's, you know, you have the baby. Sleep is never going to be the same again. But, like, my son got it together pretty early on. Like, he, he was in a nightmare. So, like, I was sleeping decent. And it's back to the sleep training thing. Like, I brought that kid to my bed. We were co-sleeping. I was like, you're going to sleep all night? Like, he would just cuddle in there and he was fine so he wasn't doing any of the waking up so it was just so exhausting you know so he's like what the heck's wrong with you like you're always tired you know you're not like this you're not like that and I was always like kind of like life of the party Elizabeth um and then I got a lot more reserved because now I'm like I'm a mom now I'm a mom now I'm a mom now (laughs) um so really I would say like how I've been staying true to myself um to who I was prior has really been like tapping into my podcast um which I started about a little over a year ago um and that's kind of like my creative outlet like that's I feel like where I'm probably the most like throwback Thursday Elizabeth Um, (laughs) but yeah I think it's because it it can tap into my creativity and then like I just love to talk um and it's kind of like talking with a purpose totally I love that and the thing that I am also passionate about and always talk about is you really, it's really important to follow those passions that you have because they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as moms, you think, oh, well, that's just like a frivolous thing. I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it is a need. Like if you have certain passions for you, it's having a creative outlet. It's telling stories. Yeah. It's so good that you're actually pursuing that because mm-hmm. I think so many of us sit on the sidelines and think, well, this doesn't contribute to my family's bottom line, etc. And it goes back to our last question or a couple questions ago, where it's like, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And to me, passion is a, and exploring your passions is a huge thing that helps fill you up and give you life and keep you connected to like that identity of who you are outside of being a mother. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So thinking back to you, at you know 23 so you're just a new mama what would you 
tell yourself? So is there some advice you give yourself? And then also what would you do differently? Uh, well, <laughs> you just did uh, a little hair flip. I wish you guys could do that. She's like, okay. Well, I kind of touched on this earlier. I would definitely approach like eating and feeding my son differently. Um, I would approach sleep training differently just to have more control and like know that like don't give in so easy because it's going to help you out in the long run. I would also give myself the advice like I've had a lot of moments in my parenting journey where like I feel like I'm going against um, like my mother-in-law or going or well, my partner's mom um, or like my mom but it's like at the end of the day like I'm the parent so it's like what I says goes. So feeling like this like push and pull like power struggle because like I respect you as an elder and like your grandma, but that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but like it's just gotten to the point sometimes where like I was literally crying because I was just so upset because I didn't want to be disrespectful, but then it's like I'm not being disrespectful because I'm just trying to parent my child. So trying to find a balance there and like owning owning my ground, like he is my son and I said he can do this or cannot do this. Um, and then lastly, um, like not being afraid to ask for help or to receive help um, is big because we feel sometimes that we like have to do everything under the sun, but like help is great. So keep that in your back pocket <laughs> if and when available. Outsourcing is my, one of my favorite subjects right now. I tell everybody, I'm like, here's all the things I outsource. And something I'm curious to ask you about, though, now that you've explained what you would kind of tell your younger self, younger mama self, is so thinking about how, because I have that struggle too, I think we all do a bit where, you know, you have these external voices telling you advice or telling you to do certain things. So thinking about that, do you think that, and asking for help, because for me, when I was younger, it was even harder to ask for help, I think. So do you think with those two things that being a bit on the younger side even more impacted those things? Not so much. Maybe, and I'm thinking it was maybe more because it was just so openly offered to me. So I think the experience can be different where you, you're feeling desperate and you want help and then you, you are asking people who you may feel like, might say no and you're like oh I'd hate to be a bother but like for me it was the opposite everyone was like always offering um my partner's mom offered to take um Elian in um you know as his childcare versus like me enrolling him in a daycare which not only helped my pocket but like it helped my peace of mind because like I knew that like he's chilling at home with grandma and being spoiled oh. to death <laughs> um but I think it was just always offered to me so openly that it, it felt more comforting than kind of like rebelling against like, oh no, I need to do everything on my own. Um, but I never went into parenthood or like pregnancy and, and motherhood um, thinking that I would have this much support. Uh, so it was kind of just like an extra lucky coin that I came That's across. So, so um, nice. I think having yeah. support of family is such, like it's so huge. And I just, yeah. some, some women I talk to, just in passing or even guests I've had on the show, like their families are in like different countries or, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know that I could really, you can do it. Us women, we can figure it out. But I think 
it wouldn't have been as nice as of an experience. And to this day, yeah, yeah I think it would be really challenging. Yeah, for I definitely, sure. Yeah, I definitely lean on lean on the fam a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the best. Okay. So before we get into our lightning round, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for all your honesty and openness and just all the kind of advice you've given today. It's been really lovely to chat with you. Awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank you. This is so fun. Awesome. Okay. Lightning round. You ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is Girl, Wash Your Face. I mean, I will be honest, I'm not a reader. Um, and I have a lot of books on my to-read list, but Girl, Wash Your Face, I love that book. Um, and I, yeah, that's my favorite book right now, for now, because I have a long list of, like, to-dos. <laughs> uh, favorite drink? Favorite drink. Okay, so this is bad, because I answered this question, like, alcoholic-wise. So <laughs> I mean, I would probably say wine, so I don't know. Yeah, I would like, hey, could be like pineapple juice. Um, but I put gin and tonic and then margaritas. Like anything margarita, like pass it over. Um, but literally, I will drink anything like sangria, like wine, like give it to me all. Like love it all. Okay, yeah, we're, we're similar. I don't really discriminate. It kind of goes with my mood. No discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I do not discriminate. Um, oh my goodness, I forgot to ask you about your podcast. Oh my gosh. Sure. Okay. So I was going to ask what your favorite podcast is, but maybe first, can you tell us, okay, so you said how you kind of started your podcast about a year ago. So mm -hmm. what is your podcast and what is it all about? Yeah. So my podcast is called The Globe Effect. And I actually decided to start it because I was like, okay, like everyone has a glow up story. And I always tell guests on my show, like your glow up can be now, because I usually, I'm like, oh, tell us about your glow up right now and this and that, whether it's, you know, in your life, in your business, in your uh, fitness journey, in your branding, like anything, like in your parenting journey, like we're glowing every, every area of life over there. Okay. Um, so I decided, you know, like everyone has a glow up story to share. Um, so really empowering women to share their stories and allowing the listeners to be like, wow, like, you know, she did this. So can I, um, and kind of how a glow up has no limit. So you can continuously and eternally keep glowing up, um, and really taking that next step. Um, and, and yeah, empowering women to claim their glow up. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm all about that and I'm, I feel very aligned with your podcast <laughs> mission because I just think something that's been always a huge part of my life is self-development, which is essentially glowing up. So. <laughs> and I, I, sometimes I just get excited. It sounds cheesy, but I get excited at the, the thought that I don't even know who I'm going to be in, in a year. Like yeah. I can, I could be a whole different freaking woman and I'll have all these new skills and experiences. And to me, like that's the ultimate, like continuous glow up. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, okay. So any podcasts that you're loving right now? Yeah. So these, I feel like I like an on brand glow up effect host would be like, Oh, I love like all these like professional development podcasts, but I love girls got to eat. And it's like girl chat. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but I have love them like they're hilarious i can listen to them days on end i feel like i'm always in the room with them like talking shit <laughs> i love them i love the vibe and they're really funny and then um i love true crime obsessed so i love mm -hmm. true crime um but true crime obsessed is fun because it gives a spin that's like not morbid <laughs> um so i love them they're just hilarious 
um, Patrick Hines and Jillian. They're hilarious. So those are, those are like my two most regularly, like I love to tune into. Yeah. Awesome. And what's your favorite TV show or movie? Uh, okay. So movies are less for me cause I don't remember anything and I don't know, <laughs> but I love, I like a little of everything. So I love how to get away with murder. I love Schitt's Creek. Like Canadian show. Yes. Love David and Alexis. <laughs> and I love Power on Stars. I love reality TV. And obviously I love crime shows. Like freaking, I will stay <laughs> watching crime shows. So I like a little of everything, but those are my top three. Awesome. Love it. What's, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite place you've traveled? Oh, yeah. So this is a no-brainer. So I love Santorini, Greece. Um, before getting pregnant, um, I mentioned I traveled and that was one of the places I went. I did like a one-month Euro I call it a suitcasing trip because I was not backpacking. Suitcasing <laughs> around Europe, and I did like five or six days in Santorini, like just really living like the backpacker, like hostel life, and I just love it there. Um, but I also love Aruba. I went twice last year. <gasps> Aruba, I want to go there. That sounds awesome. Okay, so if you were gonna jump on a plane tomorrow, where would you go? Okay, I would definitely hit up Aruba, or I want to hit up Mexico. Ah, uh, well then you can get your margs, girl. Yeah, like, well, yeah, Mexico for sure, but like, I'll take Aruba. They're they're distinct. All right, all right. Mexico is awesome. <laughs> I just always have such a great time there. Mm -hmm. People are great. The food's amazing, and the beaches. So to me, it's got yeah. it's got the trifecta. You know, trifecta. I feel that. <laughs> okay, so before we sign off, y'all know my probably absolute favorite thing to talk about is confidence, mm -hmm. because to me, confidence is really what's going to allow you to have all those glow-ups that we talked about, right? Yeah. So for you, I'd love to hear, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah, so I would say confidence to me means like to stand tall and own everything that you are because I feel like we all know like we're not we're not perfect. Like I know I'm not perfect, but I can be confident in a certain area. So really just standing in that and be able to show up and dominate your a room or dominate your niche or dominate, you know, your, your branding or something, you know, like being able to show up and be all of you and acknowledge that you're not perfect, but you're here to slay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like the perfect place to mic drop. I love it. <laughs> yeah. well, thanks again so much, Elizabeth. And we'll make sure to all check you out. What's your Instagram handle for everyone? Yeah. I'm at the glow up effect with an E. <laughs> and over there and then if not my personal instagram is at elizabeth diana e-l-i-z-a-b-e-t-h-d-i-a-n-a -E -E and two underscores amazing and i'll link those up too thank you so much for chatting with me and um we'll connect more yeah i look forward to it thanks girl Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.